It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Top-notch work by the man who started out by simply saying, don't burn this book. By the way, one of the cleverest covers uh, that I have personally seen on a book. Joe Bastardi was pretty good because it was kind of a you know, mock on the whole uh, thing, but Don't Burn This Book was, you know, somewhat of a success. I think it's easy to say that. And uh, now there is uh, the next book, I think in movie parlance, it would be part deux, but uh, Dave Rubin's Guide to Resisting Our Woke Dystopia in his new book, and one that we will certainly dive into not only on this interview, but in future time. Don't burn this country. Now, Dave, I got to tell you, my friend, I I, I kind of personalize that like you do, my country, our country, but this for everyone. I love that. It's very inclusive of you. <laughs> well, Web, if I am anything, I certainly am inclusive, but I have to say, my friend, don't burn this book. You said it was a bit of a success. It was such a success that even the liars, even the liars and the frauds and the charlatans at the New York Times had to put it on their bestseller list. Even though they lie about everything, including sales, they even had to put it back. The level of success we're talking about, my friend. There you go. There you go. See, I set that up. See, we're a good one-two punch. We just kind of set each other up. (laughs) You just threw me the easiest softball ever, man. I owe you one. Uh, How you doing, first of all? I'm doing well. I'm doing really well. You know, it's uh, it's a very wacky world we live in. Uh, As you know, I just moved down to the free state of Florida, and I, I feel very reborn here after eight years in Los Angeles, uh, the book is out. I'm busy. I'm good. I'm good. You know, I'm, I'm doing my thing. And, and now I want to be Florida, man, like you. You were way ahead of me on this one. Yeah, I'll tell you, it wasn't hard to do uh, because they made it easy in some of these other states like New York and New Jersey and for you in California. But, you know, the this country part of this really hits home for me because we're no longer in a in a, you know, at least for some, I won't say for all. You and I travel the country, so we see so much good out there in the people. But we're being pushed into corners. And this country, this union, does well because, yeah, we have differences, we have similarities, but we have the ability to debate it, to say, let me put mine on the table, you put your ideas down, let's see what works, and that's what we should operate from. But now we're in this dystopia uh, this fake equity and outcome. And you know, look, if we don't fight this tooth and nail, this woke mob, uh, this grift, which is what I call it going on in this country, will take over. Oh, it absolutely will. And, you know, when think about it, we met about 10 years ago when we were both at Sirius XM. We, we met in the hallway one day, struck up a conversation. I don't even remember how it happened. I don't know. I don't remember who said hi to who. But we started chatting and you said to me, hey, you seem like an interesting guy, you know, come on my show, you know, once a week, every couple of weeks and let's talk about stuff. And we were very different politically at the time, but we, we just found something interesting in each other. And we'd, we'd go downstairs to Del Frisco's and have a drink or have a steak after. And we became friends. And that is what America is all about. Right. And, and nobody really except the wokesters who we, who we really do have to fight the way you describe. 
Nobody really cares about the race stuff. Nobody cares about the gender stuff or even the sexuality stuff. It's, we've moved past so much of that in America. And yet at the end, when we almost got there, we almost got there. We really did. Then they suddenly brought it all back. And we have to decide, I think, and, and in many ways, this is what the book is about. We all have to make a decision. If, if you believe that the woke thing is destroying the fabric of America, as, as we do, then either we have to go in and fix it or we have to build new things and separate from it. My feeling is we have to do the latter. I, I don't think that the institutions are fixable. I think that the, the Ivy League institutions, our cultural corporate institutions like Disney, I think these things are so infected that, you know what, give the devil his due. They created a lot of chaos. They've destroyed these things. They've infected him. They can have them. It's time to move on. And, and again, that's why I'm here in Florida, which you were telling me to do a long time ago, by the way. Yeah, look, we we look at what their goals are, and, and I'll go to something even more fundamental that I remind people about it, with this country. Again, we'll stick with that theme beyond this, but Don't Burn This Country, the title of your new book. Uh, what's unique about America versus a lot of other countries around the world is that we are truly a diverse. We have evolved from some dark days in our early history and occasional moments here and there into a very diverse culture of people, of ethnicities, uh, you know, of, of, of people who've come from so many parts of the world and still want to come here legally just because of who we are. That's what they have to destroy by telling us we're not diverse by using we are racist. And that's what critical race theory, woke dystopia, whatever version, or this giant grift by Marxists like the Black Lives Matter Foundation and others, that's what it is. They have to destroy us because, Dave, we're truly diverse. Of course, of course we are. There's been no country in the history of the world that in its in its founding documents, was aspirational to say everyone can come here and we believe in equality. Now, it doesn't mean we've been through this web and your audience knows this. It doesn't mean we were always perfect at it, but we were we, the aspiration of equality. So, of, of course, we did have slaves. It's a horrific stain. But then the slaves were freed. Black people could vote. Women could not vote. Uh, gay people could got, couldn't get married. We had Japanese internment. We've done things, but Consistently, if you were to look at a, a long chart on this thing, you'd see a country getting better and better and always fighting for more freedom and equality. And I think you could argue that, in effect, when we got there, I think the last sort of big battle in terms of uh, equal rights under the law for, for adult citizens was the gay marriage thing. And once we got there, whether you like how we got there regard, you know, in terms of Supreme Court or states or whatever, once we got there, everyone should have taken a pause. We should have had a one-year deep breath, hey, we did something good here. But instead, the grifters, as you say, you know, as Chris Rock says, the cops need a certain amount of crime. The people who are in business to keep the thing going, keep the outrage going, they needed more. And that's why we've turned what was, a, I think, a very valid rights movement of equality when it came to marriage. We've now turned it into this crazy thing related to gender identity and all of this trans stuff. This has nothing to do with equality, uh, which is one of the reasons I'm, I'm so vocal in, in supporting Ron DeSantis and everything that's happening down here in Florida, because this bill is about about transparency and education and that, you know, state employees 
should not be allowed to infect the minds of, of second graders and hide that from the parents. But the media runs with something else. We got to equality, man. We, we know it. We know it. Your audience knows it. But if they're not going to let go, I think we just have to separate from them. And I mean that sort of geographically in terms of where you're going to live. But I also mean it. I also mean it mentally and spiritually and personally in terms of the type of business that you're going to run and, and the type of people you're hire and the type of people that you want to associate, whether it's in the, you know, your pickup game, uh, basketball on Sundays, or whether it's the church you go to. Look, we've seen so many moments in history in this country go right that have led the way for other nations, other societies. Our evolution was important. And for me, when I look at our true history, not the rewritten version that they have out there with these various 1619 projects and revisionist projects, but uh, because of the, the darkness, which was not only in America, but around the world, bad things that were happening from kings to slavery to women's lack of rights, all these things that were out there. It's that evolution that got us here because we saw the fundamental wrong in it. And like you said, okay, even if there wasn't universal agreement, there was agreement in principle, that promise in the declaration. Our country has to be destroyed for the wokest, and we have to realize, Dave, that for them, it's a win. And if they win, we reverse course significantly. If we win, we get to have the debate and talk about the things we agree and disagree on. Well, so that's the key point, David. That's absolutely the key point, and that's why I'm sort of talking about this this separation idea, because... If they win, we live under their, under their boot, in essence. They will arrest people. They, they believe that words are violence. Ironically, they don't believe that violence is violence. You know, if you burn down a target in the name of social justice, that's not violence. But if you call someone by a wrong pronoun, that is violence. So they have a very strange set of rules that they operate by. But the point is, in their totalitarian system, which, of course, is, is a version of fascism, they're sort of using these woke corporations to take over the government. That's exactly what's happening here in Florida. I mean, DeSantis is, in essence, fighting Disney, which, it, which is pretending that it is the governing body of the, of the people of Florida. It's completely insane. Uh, but they want centralized power. Now, imagine the world that guys like you and I want. We want a world where there is plurality, where we allow for dissent. We actually want the world that existed, the world that has existed, that America has done so well at for all of these years, uh, that good people have fought and died for. That's the world we want to strengthen. The problem again, and I don't know that I have the perfect answer for this other than some sort of separation, is that they are not going to stop. I mean, are, are you with me on that? Do you see any signs that there's anything that we can do, anything that we can give them that would cause them to stop and reflect. Have you ever seen a marker of that? No. And there's a reason, and I look at things from multiple sides like you do, why would they stop? They didn't in Chile, Peru, South America. They didn't when the Bolsheviks fought the, the socialists in a civil war before the Bolsheviks won. They didn't in Cuba. They didn't in Vietnam. They don't stop. They rearm and keep moving forward. One of the things we have to do in life is recognize your opponent for what they are, as in ideology and under any guise, any name, even their in-bed relationship with other dystopian out 
uh, approaches or authoritarian like Islamists or dictators. You know, when you have Sean Penn hanging out with uh, Maduro taking pictures and you have Opal Tometi and Elisa Garza and Patrice Colors hanging out with them taking pictures. They admire these people. So they have no reason to stop if they're being successful. And we've made a mistake. We've made a mistake in this country. We have gotten quiet, comfortable, and a bit lazy and sometimes apathetic by saying things are okay and even thinking politically in election cycles. And they're, think- they're thinking in terms of goals. They have goals to achieve. We have to recognize the opponent that we face, the enemies of America that we have to fight and defeat We have to defeat them. We have to eradicate them in the sense of being able to ever do what they're trying to do to this country. Yes, and I think the ways that you can do that, I mean, and this is very much what the book is about, because I want people to be able to take that power back to themselves, because I think many people right now feel very hopeless in this. You know, we can we can talk about this, but as we've discussed, it keeps moving forward. It keeps coming. And and I think that is very depressing to people, especially when you throw in pandemic and lockdowns and the rest of this, this insanity that we've been dealing with for two years. So one, one thing that I recommend is really think about where you live and do you live in a place that is roughly in line with your views. For the last two years when I lived in L.A., it became very obvious to me that I was living in a place that was completely at odds with everything I believed in. Every morning I would wake up and there was another idiotic story about whatever the mayor of L.A. was doing related to lockdowns and masks. The governor, Gavin Newsom, was, you know, partying at the most expensive restaurants while locking us down. It never on top of the fact that the homelessness was out of control, obviously, and the crime and drug use and all of that. And each day it it shaves a little something off you each day. If you're living in a place that is not connected with the reality that you want to live in. And the more that I realized that I said, finally, I said, uh, "Okay, I've got to go. It's, It's time to go. You know, I campaigned with. Our friend Larry Elder for the recall it didn't work out as I wished. So I gave it my best shot. And I can tell you, David, that in the three months that I've lived in Florida, uh, it has been a weight lifted off my chest. I walk around here. People are smiling and happy. Businesses are thriving. As you know, the real estate market is insanely hot because so many people are moving down here. There is a spirit of freedom. We've elected a governor who's fighting for the right things. And if you do that, you will actually find that you will start living the American dream the way you're supposed to. So, you know, I don't know what the future of California is. I don't care that much in a bizarre way. This is a place that I lived for a long time. I, I lived in Los Angeles, but I love Northern Cali and wine country. But you know what? Cali has made its choice. And I think we just sort of have to let it go. And we should, you know, the way you're describing this, we're, sort, we're in an ideological war. And I think in essence, we have to pick the places where we're going to fight. I don't know that it's worth sending the troops to Cali to fight anymore. I think sometimes you have to say, hey, we've got some homes, we've got Texas, we've got Tennessee, we've got Florida, et cetera, et cetera, and let's defend those places. And that's not to say good people don't live in California. Of course they do, and everyone has their own considerations related to kids or whatever it might be. But I think there there needs to be a wider strategy. And I think uh, going going to where you're wanted, I think, has some value. 
Yeah. You have to have a proper foundation to fight and win a battle and then the larger war. All right, my friend, I know this one's a short one, so you and I need to sit down and do an hour together at least. We're close enough. We're minutes apart. We got a lot to talk about chapter by chapter in Don't Burn This Country. Uh, and, and, you know, look, we have our platforms. We have our responsibilities. You and I talk a lot about that off air. So let's put it to work and plan something together. Webb, this is always better done in person, and it's really always better done with some steak and whiskey. So I will see you soon, my friend. Got a brand new bottle of Dalmore 18 waiting to go, brother. All right. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you soon, man. See you soon. Dave Rubin, his brand new book, Don't Burn This Country, Surviving and Thriving in Our Woke Dystopia. And yes, we will have that full sit-down conversation and more, and you'll be a part of that. You can join me live on The David Webb Show, Monday to Friday, 9 to noon East, on Sirius XM Patriot 125.